Well, that was an exercise in saying the same thing over and over again, wasn't it? I know, Terry Pogaccia, he is great to commentate on and sometimes uh, very frustrating to commentate on. Yeah, yeah. He just does the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. it was well, very good. Yeah, if you didn't watch the highlights, um, Tadej Pogacar won the stage handsomely, handsomely, with one hand tied behind his back and, and won the, the general classification pretty comfortably, no, extremely comfortably in the end. So yeah. Put 139 on GC into uh, Jonas Vingegaard, which is very, very similar to... Um, Terreno Adriatico last year, where he, he beat Vingegaard to second place by one minute and 52 seconds. Yeah, and I didn't realise that. I stat. didn't realise that. And I've, I forget the name of our listener who pointed mm. it out to me this morning online. But you know who you are. And I thank you for that. Just flagging up politely, saying you might want to, you know, just kind of like temper your assessment of where Vingegaard is relative to, to Pogaccia, bearing in mind, you know, what happened last year. And I think it's a good point. It's a very good point. Yeah. Valid. Yeah. So proper Tadio analysis. Pogaccio just uh, we're just watching Jonas Vingegaard embracing his small child. Oh, very cute. Does he live in Monaco now, Vingegaard? I presume so. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, he must do. Must Otherwise, he'd be paying so much tax in Denmark. <laughs> oh, in Denmark, For like eighty percent, seventy percent, eighty percent. Top rate. Yeah, yeah. But he's Danish. Bus, they, the, da- the Danish would not like him living in Monaco, though. Why? Because they're very about paying their taxes and being part of society. That's the, yeah, that's kind of social democratic vibes, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So it is, it's like 60, 80% tax, is it? The top rate? Yeah. 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 committed to subsidised bus networks for that, haven't you? Oh God, oh. everything. Yeah. Childcare. Healthcare. Yeah. yeah. The whole shebang. Yeah. Pension. On um, the other hand, they have a working country, don't they, that doesn't fall apart the seams? They do. They yeah. do. They do have a much better country than ours. What's the latest on the Lineker thing? Steer clear of pol- well, we can do what we like. Can we do what we like? I don't know. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Well, what is the latest on the Lineker thing? Did you? I watched Match of the Day last night. How was it? Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I oh, started, because yeah. they literally just, they didn't bother with anything. They didn't have the title. They didn't have, da, 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 didn't, didn't they? bother with that. Because why would you trumpet just such an anti-climax? Yeah. So they just came on over. The, the continuity announcer said, and here, in a, is a, I can't remember quite how he phrased it, is a, is a shortened version of, sort of apologised. And they just came on with a graphic that said, whatever the first match was, Arsenal, Liverpool, or whatever it was, mm. and then showed the goals and the key incidents, a little edit of about a minute and a half with just clean effects, which is huh. tele- teletalk for crowd noise. Yeah. And no commentary whatsoever. So I started, I was sitting at home with Kath and we both started commentating. Oh, you should have done that and recorded Kath was it. the lead commentator. Yeah. And I was doing like expert analysis. So oh. she was saying things like, kicks it, kicks, yeah, to another player. And I was going, yes, that was a good kick. Nice. You should have recorded it. Probably yeah. could have replayed it over the top. Yeah. yeah. Um, so today was perhaps um, a little taster of what we'll get at Tour de France next year. Oh, uh, what with Nice? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. kind of hedge. We're kind of guessing. They announced tomorrow the route. Yeah. Yeah. What would you like? Well, are we talking about? I think it would be unfair. There's two stages, isn't there? So stage twenty and twenty one are going to happen in mm. and around Nice. And I think it would be grotesquely unfair if there wasn't something there for the sprinters. So I think. Do you agree with that? I agree. I think they have to do promenade des Anglais because for it's perfect because it's a, like a Champs Elysees of sorts. Um, but it depends what Nice want. Do they want to do a stage like today where it showcases the mountains and the views? Because they might do that on the Saturday. Because if they just do Cordes, which they could do a time trial on the Saturday, yep. it's fairly limited on showing off Nice and so, Cordes d'Azur. So Saturday... Could be a stage like today. Actually, mm, so my best guess as to what they'll do 
this is my guess. I'll just put it out. Why not have a random guess? Is I think that they will stick with the tradition of making stage 21 a sprint. GC neutral and yes. a sprint. Yeah. I think I they'll agree. stick with that tradition. I think they have to. And they have to give that to the sprinters. Yeah. And I think, therefore, they will have stage 20 as a Coldez individual time cool. trial. Uh, okay. Yeah. Or they could be put the Alps in the final week and come down from the Alps through the nearby mountains and finish. Do two finishes in, finishes in Nice? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or finish in Saint-Tropez yeah. or somewhere on the Saturday. And then start in Saint-Tropez or Antibes. Yeah. And then do a little lap kind of inland, then hit the hit the promenade. No, uh, no I, I, I think I think it'll be a coldest individual time trial on Saturday. Okay. And and moreover, I think that stage nineteen will probably be like Mur de Bretagne or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. we'll be have good. an unreasonable transfer to get back down to Nice. That's my other prediction. I don't think it'll be joined up in, this, in the way that you're thinking. I don't think we'll drop out of the Alps and then. Well, in modern three-week stage racing history, they'll have to have mountains deep into the third. Yeah, week. you're right. Yeah, so we might be in the Alps. Uh, they'll so put, each, put it in the Pyrenees. Pyrenees, and then do cross country. That would be <laughs> yeah. old school, like 250k stages from the Pyrenees back over here. Yeah, that'd be cool. Would it? Yeah, no, no, no. wouldn't. No. Um, mm. So yeah, it was a bit of an anti-climax. Simon Yates attacked in exactly he did the same literally place. the same move he did last year in the same way. In the same wearing way, different clothes, stealth attack. Yeah, kind of just. But sort it was of so beautiful this attack, wasn't it? It was oh, almost yeah. like he felt morally obliged to do this yeah. move because he'd been talking it up and everything, and it was like you could almost detect his weariness. I know it, it was, was like, a bit just like oh, oh now yeah, I have to do this. I'm here. Yeah, that's where I said I'd attack. That's where I attacked last year. I'll try. <laughs> and he went, yeah. and he just kind of dragged off the top three on GC. Yeah. And Jorgensen just scraped in there and then was one of the best in the group because he had the most gain. Yeah. Godu tried to bridge up to uh, Pogaccia, not yeah. a hope in hell. Yeah. Pogaccia had 51 seconds at the top of Cordes. Yeah. And then contrary to history, any solar rider that goes off co over Cordes on their own hemorrhages time. Like Simon Yates did last year? Like Simon Yates did last yeah. year. Was yeah. he win? Like one second. Yeah. Um, he just lost 10 seconds. Yeah, actually lost more because he sat up for the final. Oh yeah, he cruised in. Yeah, but otherwise he ten, lost ten seconds, eight ten, ten seconds, seconds on four riders in team pursuit mode. Yeah, he's ridiculous. It was amazing. Yeah, and he's doing Milan San Remo. And he's doing Milan San Remo. Seb PK asked him that question, didn't he, on the yeah. interview we've just seen? And you're racing Saturday, so Mil Milan San Remo, and he smiled. Mm. I went yes. He'll have learned from his mistake last year. What was his mistake last year? He went in the Poggio way too kind of early, hard, and Did then he? got rolled. He tried once and then just didn't. It didn't work. See, I can't remember the attack. I was commentating it, but I can't remember his attack. I remember he went on, I just on the Poggio. The he went too soon. He was like, he just kind of underestimated the Poggio. Yeah. Um, and also everybody was waiting for him. Yeah. So he went and then they they just rolled him. Yeah. And then they were all together over the top, all together-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when, what's his name? Morich went in the descent. Yeah. So. Do you know what happened to me on the Poggio last year? You ran it. I ran it and halfway up, I was um, caught by a cyclist and I had a bit of banter. Really? With the cyclist. British who, cyclist. Who, who, no, who um, started uh, started riding at my walking, at my running pace, which was extremely hard for him to keep the pedals turning. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> An ex-professional cyclist. Who was it? Alessandro Pataki. No way. Yeah. Me and Ali Jet. You and Ali Jet. We had banter on the Poggio last year because he, oh, was, he nice. was doing... Rye stuff, doesn't he? He was doing some rye stuff. 
And he was doing, he was um, a little bit annoyed because he'd been out doing, he told me, they'd been doing, filming a kind of reconnaissance ride of the Poggio as a little feature, you know, that they'd roll in and say, well, earlier on, Alessandro rode the Poggio and he here's his little VT of pointing out the key points. Mm. But he's quite new to telly. So he's saying it was really boring because they kept on making him do things, this, you know, seven times and go back and do it he again. He petered. Yeah, he got totally petered. And so after they'd, f- they'd already finished filming, it wasn't with a film crew, he'd gone mm. out and done it for real. So oh, he'd nice. gone back up there. Right. Well, not really for real, because he rode next to you and did pants. Yeah, because he, well, yeah, he was quite tired by then, because he'd been over mm. the Chipressa and then on the project. Did he ever win? Never won. So yeah, I, I think he came close on a got podium, didn't he? Seriously? Did he come close? He might have. I'll look. I'll have a look. Which is super impressive, because he's huge. Alistair yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, much of a climber, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had a, a guest in the commentary box today. Rob, perhaps you can regale our listeners with what's it like watching commentary. Yeah, Rob, how was that experience for you? Cause it's like watching two scientists in a lab carefully concoct their... I'll, I'll take that. Their... Potions. Potions, yeah. With impressive. Yeah. I certainly couldn't do such... Well, eloquent uh, descriptions. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. But we're, it's kind of like be a disgrace if we couldn't really, because yeah. it's our job. And you're a designer, yeah. you? so I couldn't design anything. Um, but could you explain for our listeners quite how odd it is what we do because we're just doing it for highlights? So, kind of, can you explain? Well, yeah, it's why, strange. Well, that's probably not what you imagined. Yeah, you, yeah. You yeah well, I'm, I'm, I'm sat here. I can't hear anything. All I can see is the screens and the thing. And occasionally, I just hear like right coming in, and then the five minutes of chat and oh no let's go in here let's go in there so it's, it's, it's yeah it's not how you would have thought it would be yeah. done yeah. as like a viewer yeah um yeah. yes yeah. yeah interesting well, thanks very much i'll take that couple of scientists david <laughs> yeah nice so uh 2010 or 2011 he got third pataki who won oh god <laughs> 2011 um, Ma- uh, uh, uh let me have a look. no uh, uh, let me have a look Remo. It's Cavendish. No, Cavendish won it in 2009. 2010. Yeah. Um, Dink. Uh, Oscar Freire. Oh, yeah, he won a lot of bike races. But he? that was kind of, didn't expect it because it was towards the twilight of his career. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. 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 Because he retired in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, quite long. Yeah. Yeah, because he won the Worlds in like 1998 or 1990. Yeah, 1998. I oh, think. Oscar Freire. Yeah, Oscar yeah, Freire. Yeah. What, what, Oscar Freire? Freire. 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 Yeah, because I do pronounce it. Freire. Yeah. Because you remember we were talking about. 1999, he won the Worlds. When That's it was impressive for though, isn't it? Because you remember when we did our special podcast on that, which you can go back and, dear listener, if you haven't listened to them, scroll back through the list of episodes and have a little listen to our 2003 Remembered podcast, because that was really interesting, I think. And mm. Pataki got an honourable mention in 2003, didn't he? Because he won a hatful of stages in the first week yeah. and did a Cipollini. Oh, yeah, he did. Do that. First day in the Alps, boom, first yeah. time off, like that, stepped yeah. off. Yeah. Good old Pataki. Yeah. I did a lead out. I was paid by um, Fasa Bortolo to do a lead out for him in the 2000 and it's for coffee these days, 2003 what? Welter. <laughs> I was like there and my team didn't really care about anything. I love it. And so they asked me in the race, oh, do you kind of, well, they were getting low in the lead out. And oh, so I was brilliant. like, oh, they gave me a thousand euros and I just gave it to all the staff and the team at dinner that night. Did you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I just did it for fun. That's brilliant. Who who asked you? One of the riders or? Yeah, one of the team. Maybe Fletcher. <laughs> and then Fletcher was doing the lead out. And I was like, he did such a stupid lead out and kind of just sprinted off. And there yeah. was a big gap. So then I had to kind of pace it for Pataki. Did he win? I think he did, yeah. Well, he did. Otherwise, I would have got the money, I presume. What, would you get, you no, you would get the money? No, you would get the money anyway because you're doing the job. But yeah. I did the job right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The old did, days. Did you negotiate the fee? Or was it just. I didn't really care. I had nothing to do. And I was like, oh, a thousand euros. I'll go to the team staff. And that, oh, wow, that's just super interesting. Don't you, Rob? Oh, just, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Those are the old days where that sort of thing would happen. And presumably, uh, cash in an envelope, was it? Yeah. Just oh, a bunch yeah. Of euros yeah, in an envelope? Yeah, exactly. Paid on the day? I think it was paid in the day. Yeah, you've got to get it paid in the day. Otherwise, it's like yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. 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 Wow. I know. Wow. How's that? I remember you won 20 stages of the Vuelta Pataki. Yeah, crazily good at the. How many did you win in the Giro? Loads, it was, right? Oh, it was 04, 03, yeah. 03. By the way, this is um, the Alessandro Pataki episode of yeah. Never Strays Far for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. It kind of always, it was a bit like an Eeyore, though. He was always just kind of depressed about it all, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a serious minded individual, yeah. Ali Jet. Mm. I'll see him every day at the Giro because we commentate next to him. Mm. He's part of the, the regular line. Mind you, they've got so many commentators. They do. Yeah. Me and we're doing the World Feed commentary. Me and Chad Stevens have this little position down the back end of the, of the long commentary tribune, mm. and to get there, we have to walk through this kind of like wall of. I bet of that takes Chad Stevens ages, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But they've got they must have six commentators. They've got history guy. Oh, nice. They've got history guys researcher. They've got stats guy. You know, they've got guys non broadcast guys Super sitting cool. there who are just like slipping notes and all that sort of thing. Wow, look oh, at the support that. team. It's amazing, and they've got um, they've got. Uh, regular co-commentators, an ex-female uh, rider. She commented, I can't remember her name, actually. They've got Ali Jet, and they've got a lead commentator, and occasionally extra guests who come in. Balan used to do stuff for him, Yeah, he's he? been dropped recently. Oh, he does, I don't know, he's a really nice guy. Very nice guy. Like. Yeah, but you see him yeah. around the Giro. Yeah. But um, the other thing is that you just walk through a wall of stale cigarette smoke, because nice. they all they have the door sort of slightly open like that. They stand in the doorway. With their microphone like that, just puff, chuffing away the bags, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and it all drifts back into the commentary tribune, so you kind of end up at the, the end of the day, you just close. <laughs> Does Alessandra, does she still do all the on-the-line stuff? No, she's their producer now. Oh, wow. But only in the last couple of years, she used to do all yeah. the yeah, studio stuff. Yeah, she used to be there, Daniel Freeb. Yeah. Yeah. The Daniel Freeb of Italian Tony. <laughs> yeah. Cav used to love her. My oh, early yeah. tours. She's a flirt. Yeah. yeah. Cav yeah. was like, it was quite humiliating. Well, lots of things about my, you know, dealing with Mark Cavendish are routinely humiliating <laughs> for anyone who comes into his orbit. But I remember, you know, being one of the many, you remember seeing me in that that role, one of the many reporters in the mixed zone mm. back in the day. And Cav would sort of come through after a stage win and, you know, it'd be very kind of like routine with all of us. But as soon as he saw Alessandro, it was... Lit up. Uh, ciao, was, ciao, Bella. Don't forget, Cav was basically Italian at that point yeah. in his life, wasn't he? Yeah, it? he was. He loved it. He could barely speak English anymore. He could but just be fluent Italian. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Pataki so speak good English. It's 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 like it's it's like ten or fifteen percent better than my Italian. Oh, perfect. And my Italian's like vocabulary of about a hundred words maximum. Mm, perfect for Italian. Good. Yeah. So we have a. But he determinedly speaks English with me, and I if, if I try and speak Italian to him, he kind of patronizes me by never replying mm. in Italian. Okay. But every day we have a little little conversation before we go on air because he's quite he gets in quite early and you know mm. diligently making his notes like i do so like, he's fully prepared like and me then, and then every day it's uh I'll, I'll i'll no not really like you david i'll be honest i'll i'll um look over at him just when i'm putting the final touch and the highlighter and i'll go ali e oggi per chi la vittoria <laughs> and he go oh 
for me, uh, it's a day for fast, you know? <laughs> and I'll say, Dema, and he goes, ah, oh, Dema, maybe. And then he'll name another top-ranked sprinter, and we'll go, great analysis. Yeah, perfect. You know, like that. Mm. And then a mountain stage, Ciccone? No, no, not Ciccone, no. Have you stopped your Italian learning? Yeah, it got COVIDed a bit. Because I well, used to have a... How does a, that a tut- stop it? Well, because I used to have a tutor. I didn't do a Duolingo or anything oh, like that. Okay. I had a face-to-face teacher. He nice. used to come to my house and teach me. And um, that got COVIDed. And then I lost the habit. Mm. I really need to... It frustrates me that I can't speak Italian. It annoys me yeah. that I can't speak Italian. That'd be nice to have, because then you'd have German, French and Italian. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> You're letting yourself down. I'm, I, you know, it's not impossible. But, um. And this is... A, so I'm watching Tirreno Adriatico. And is it the last stage today? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Stage. So no, is it? Is it? Is it a day? I don't know. No, because um, they no, they only started on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, is it shorter than? Um, is it seven days? I don't know. I, genu- I just have no idea. It used to always start on the Wednesday, and then finish on the Wednesday, yeah, and you'd only it's have the last two day, days. Seven days, seven stages. Huh. So it's one day shorter. That's not always been the case, has it? No, it used to be Wednesday to Wednesday. Exactly. I that. You'd have two days before Milan San Remo. So it is, it is the last day. Yeah. Weird how it's, it used to be midweek to midweek, you're right, and then Milan San Remo. Anyway, they're in San Benedetto del Tronto. Mm, um, right. And instead of being the final individual time trial, it always used to be 10 kilometer time trial. Mm-hmm. Did you ever win that? No, I didn't. I always sucked at Trena. Oh, yeah, because you were. I don't, I, like, I, no, I did it like five, six times or five times, and four times I stopped on the first day. Well done. Once, I didn't even start the first day. <laughs> I went to, I remember in the morning of the race, I went and knocked in Jonathan Vorter's store and said, I can't start. Why? I'd always get, like, bronchitis. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it must be an allergy to, to it's Italy. To, to Italy. Italy, yeah. Maybe the strong, strong-smelling, like, um, cleaning products. I never had ed- time racing in Italy. I think I genuinely was allergic to Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Something. I think there must be something there. When you close your eyes and think of an Italian cycling hotel, bike race hotel. I see the Sorrento, big sort of grandiose, oh, Belle really? Epoque. Is that what you're the, seeing? Yeah, those are my first days. He's been the old hotels. Right. And he's always started in Sorrento, Tirreno. Yeah, did it? Yeah. Before Lido di Camaio? Yeah, and those are that would be, well, late 90s, 97. It's the first time. Right. And uh, they were still in that kind of dilapidated, Belle Epoque state. Mm, I can, state. You yeah. can imagine her. I can imagine. There's yeah. a few like that still. Yeah. Beautiful, but just kind of, they would have been beautiful in the 1920s. Yeah. And it still seemed like they had the same furniture. And and yeah, that's actually exactly the first thing that comes to my mind. I think, when I think of an Italian hotel, I think of everything's tiled. The floors, the walls, hmm. t- lots of tiles and super shiny ones. And they're kind of like magnolia colored rectangular tiles over-polished and over and too much bleach and, you know, like cleaning product used on them. Yeah. So the, sli- the lobby slightly smells of bleach. Mm. And there'll be like random, uncomfortable look- looking bits of furniture. I was going to say that. Those, the, those are really weird, the kind of the lobbies. White, pleather couches, mm-hmm. yeah. right? With a glass coffee table in front, maybe nice. circular, or even heart-shaped. Miscellaneous <laughs> local magazines. Possibly, yeah. yeah. There'll be a little rack somewhere of brochures of local you know, things to do, places mm-hmm. of interest, caves to visit, things like that. Yeah. And on the reception, there'll be a little bowl of sweets like that and maybe in a vase, some plastic flowers. And somebody who's totally disinterested in their job and reception. C- completely. Like really. And and will scare the life out of you by yeah. when you check in, you hand your passport over mm-hmm. and they just take it away and they don't. Yeah. And, and, and then just awful breakfast. 
we've t- we've discussed this yeah. endlessly. But yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm bracing myself for a month in May of, of yoga and colazione. Of mm. Yeah, I've challenged my Italian colleagues about that, and, and they're they just they're not interested in enge- they're not interested in my opinion, and they're not interested in the criticism, and they just shrug their shoulders and say, like they give me a look of if you don't like it, stay at home, you stupid little Brexit tosser. Fair enough. It's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They got but they got lots of other good things. Yeah, the Italians just not breakfast. Just not breakfast. No. Anyway, so it looks like it's a fairly boring stage of um, I'll be honest of Tirreno Adriatico today. So we probably won't commentate, even though this is a, this is what it sounds like at the moment at Tirreno Adriatico. Standard. Yeah. 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 And um and Pete, Pete, he's just busy. So this is a direct message to Pete. Do you think Pete listens to it? I don't think no, he, I don't think he does. No, it just does. He barely listens to it when he's on it. He might be more inclined. Jackie to will be listening to it. Jackie, I paid the bill, by the way. Nice. <laughs> Good. I paid the bill to the accountant for the setting up thing. Quite a lot of money. Really? I mean, I'm kind of wondering how they justify that. Jackie, if you're listening. But anyway, it's paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are uh, heavily in deficit. Mm. Um, we haven't yet invoiced uh, Athletic Greens we we'll have to get around yeah, for okay. that. Uh, you're next, by the way, to do the, uh, the ad. Oh, perfect. I'm taking it every month. day. Yeah. I'm deep in yeah. Athletic Greens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we so we continue as a loss-making enterprise, which <laughs> is a... At the very least, it's tax-efficient, David. <laughs> yeah. Our tax exactly. bill is going to be We're manageable. What can you say? It's going to be manageable. <laughs> <laughs> so, even if we relocate yeah. to Denmark... Yeah. We're not what about really Patreon? Patriotic. Maybe we should go on Patreon. I don't like the idea because I think there's high jeopardy in that. Like really? we're getting great numbers of you and thank you for listening and you know continue to share and all that. And uh, so, but the risk in Patreon is that all of a sudden we go down to zero or you know like fifteen people uh, would be prepared. No, but you to can pay. have it open as well, can't you? Don't know. How do I it, don't, it, isn't it? I don't actually have no idea. No, no neither of us know. If any of our listeners do, that'd be great. Yeah, that's some <laughs> pod commercial advice. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still waiting to hear from Jayco, which is a bit disappointing. But I'm going to be in Cape Epic next week uh, in a camper for eight days, so I'll get a little bit of a taster of what that's like. Well, are you hiring a camper out there? Yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing if it was a Jayco? It's not. It's a Maui. All right. I a, think a that's what? the brand. Oh no, maybe that's the model. Right. Jayco Ma- Maui. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Don't know. Well, I'll find out. I'll let you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Final, yeah, final bits of training coming together. Yeah, I'm going to taper a little bit because I'm buggered, to right. be honest with you. I tried to do a, a Zwift race this morning, and I was all psyched up. I was on the start line for like 10 minutes. What's the course? Uh, it was eight fig, eight laps or something. Quite, I chose Where flat. Where were you? Uh, on Watopia. Oh, Watopia. I've never been there. And uh, I was all psyched up, and then I realized I hadn't connected my power when it started. So I was just stuck on the finish of the start line. <laughs> and then I chased for like eight minutes. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. And I stopped. So that was basically your Tirreno Adriatico record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like I was stuck on the start line, chased it, then, then had a word with JV and abandoned. Done. Yeah, I did. I stepped off. I decided I used up all my uh, willpower yesterday. I'm realizing, actually, that I've got uh, kind of a 48-hour willpower loop. So I use it up, and then I need 48 hours to recover my mental willpower to go deep again. Normally, yeah. I could do it back to back, day to day. Yeah. But I went so deep yesterday. Yeah. And then I was going deep this morning physically, I was kind of there, but uh, my head just wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lesson there. So I've got to do eight days straight in South Africa. Yeah. I have to be cautious with my using up my willpower. Yeah. 
something to be said for that, though. Are they, they, they going to make a film of it? Okay, Pepe, we're going to see you. They, no, they, but I'll be doing a chapter three diary. Um, oh, how can people uh, well, just get on the website and post on the yeah, website? Yeah, well, well, yes. <laughs> I'll have to put it on my social media. Yeah. And to the people who subscribe to the chapter three newsletter. Yeah. We'll get it. Hey, um, you're going to be like one of those kind of gravel dudes. I'm going to be just like um, Peter Stetner or Nathan Hass. You're going to have to grow a sort of like hipster moustache or something. Like. Yeah, maybe I'll just let the barb go for a week. I think you should. rough and ready. <laughs> It'll be like white. <laughs> Would it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's completely, completely white now if I grow a beard. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe I won't. Yeah, yeah. But. All right, well, um, that was that was our, that was was our Nice. Um, um, shout out to Alessandro Pataki. <laughs> It's all about Pataki. Mm-hmm.